0: Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man! Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Spider.
1: Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man!
0: Hello, true believers, welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. In this podcast, we talk about everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his spectacular, ultimate, amazing, all the multiverse shenanigan adjectives you can think of. His corner of the Marvel Universe, Marvel Multiverse. He's kind of got his own multiverse going on, it seems like. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we're talking about Spider-Man. That's what I'm getting at and uh on the show today uh we have returning guest sean o'connell sean i'm so excited for you to be back thank you so much for coming back
1: of course thanks for having me i guess i didn't mess up too badly the first time
0: (laughs) well you know i mean you just had to promote your own stuff last time so (laughs) pretty easy i think
1: now i'm ready to dive in and dissect some spider-man comics
0: I uh, I'm very much looking forward to this, and I was really excited last time because I thought we had a good chat and everything, and we talked a little bit here and there. Um, and you were like, "Oh, I love Spider-Man!" You know, next time you want me on, and I was I was kind of waiting for the right thing. And you know, with uh, across the Spider Verse still doing Gangbusters at the at the box office, um, which is kind of amazing when you think about all the stuff that's come out in June alone, and Spider Verse is the one that's Topped them all, it feels like, right? <laughs> right,
1: right, right. But with good reason. It's a great film. Terrific oh, film. Yeah.
0: 100%. 100%. Uh, so we uh, today are going to talk Spider-Geddon, uh, which ran from September 2018 to December 2018. Written by Christos Gage and with a story by Dan Slott. Um, and here we go, to Take a second, folks. Penciled by Clayton Crane, Jorge Molina, Carlo Barbary. Todd Nock, I think I'm saying that right, Stefano Caselli, and Joey Vasquez, inked by Clayton Crane, Jorge Molina, Jay Leaston, Craig Jung, Robert Pogi, Jose Marzon Jr., Todd Nock, uh, Stefano Caselli, and Joey Vasquez, colored by Clay, Clayton Crane, David Curiel, and lettered by Travis Lanham. So all those artists, and Travis Lanham is the only one lettering you're a rock star, Travis. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is a, an event that I, uh, when it first came out, I, I skipped out on because I had uh, read the first Spider-Verse event and I got, and I, which I really enjoyed and, you know, a bunch of other the multiverse stuff. And when this one came out, you know, a few years later, I was a little bit like, hey, didn't we just do this? You know, I don't know. So kind of skipped it. But then when I was like, you know, cross the Spider-Verse, let's do all the Spider-Verse stuff, or at least most of them, let's dive into it. And uh, much to my surprise, um, I was right back then <laughs> in, in skipping it. It, it, is, it is a bit of a rehash of the uh, original Spider-Verse event, albeit with some different flourishes. Uh, but Sean, you had texted me earlier today and said, yeah, I read it. Not really a fan. Um but, uh, you know, we're still going to get into it. We're still going to uh, discuss. Uh, what, what's, what's your feelings on this uh, Spider-Verse event? Well,
1: I, I feel like um, it doesn't take advantage, and and we can use Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse as examples of, of ways that they do it right by showcasing uh, multiple variants of Spider-Man from different locations, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be in Across the Spider-Verse when you get to meet... Um, The uh, India's Spider-Verse and even Spider-Punk, you know, gets gets important things to do uh, in the film in terms of the way that they move miles forward. It still keeps a focus on Miles and Gwen specifically um, by introducing Miguel and giving Miguel a lot to do when when I was reading Spider-Geddon it introduces all of these new characters, but I don't think that it uses them very well. Um, nobody has like a, a showcase. In fact, if if, it, if anyone's the star of it, it's it's more um, Otto Octavius, who is yeah. a superior Spider-Man at that point, And it feels unusual to me. Now, some people may love that version of the character, you know, because it mm-hmm. essentially starts with him claiming to be the protector of San Francisco. And, you know... Th- it's not necessarily believed 100% that he's a good guy, but he's fully committed to the hero run. Right. And I just feel like the the different Spider-Verse characters that are brought into the story really just shuffle from, like, one piece to the next piece to the next piece. And nobody's really getting a chance to to prove why they're part of the story. And then I'll catch somebody in the background, like Silk, and I'll be like, oh, you're there? But, like, I haven't really seen you do much of anything yet. Um, so I, I feel like they felt like it was just enough to roll out all these characters without coming up with a reason to bring them all together and have them do anything super exciting the way that I thought, you know, something like across the spider verse managed to do.
0: That's a, that's a really good way to put it. Be, and and I totally agree because the, it, it does, like I said, it, it does feel like it rides the coattails of, of the, the first spider verse comic a little bit. Um I mean, it, and plus, like, the, the name itself, Spider Geddon, feels mm-hmm. like the, the stakes should be a lot higher this time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I didn't get that vibe, really. Um, right. And, and, and I'm not, you know, and Christos Gage and, and Dan Slaughter are great writers, and they have a, you know, I just read them off, you know, a bunch of great talent on this book. Um, it, it just sort of frustrated me that I'm like, the, sort of the best parts of this book, I almost wish you know how how gwen she was lying but the way she described the spider society and across the spider-verse right she said it's it's a small strike force right
1: right right
0: so maybe if we had just done that focused on maybe just like a core group of four or five spiders maybe that would have been better because i felt like we're folk the characters that are cameoing or in the background like you said aren't really getting anything to do but i'm really but i was digging auto store I was digging Ben Riley's um uh, kind of redemption arc through it and uh, mm-hmm. and even the 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 Norman Osborn Spider-Man I thought was really cool. And and I'm sitting there going, well the, these ideas are really interesting. I I'd rather read about these characters doing something than just another like, well the inheritors are back and we got to fight them off thing, you know what I mean?
1: Well, and you're that's exactly right cuz that that was kind of my next point is that the inheritors in this particular story arc are not very dangerous they don't feel like that much of a threat Mm -hmm. Um, it takes them several issues to get to the point where they even revive the father who is going to be the most powerful of them all um and so along the way outside of just this sort of vampire aspect to them where they could potentially drain the spider people of their powers Um, you don't, I don't, I didn't quite grasp what their bigger plan was. It was always just like, well, we're going to take over the world sort of thing. Um, but you're right in the fact that like within the dynamic of this team trying to come together, there were a lot of really interesting questions that I wish were further explored. And one of them is just that basic, can we trust, um, this Otto Octavius to essentially, you know, lead us forward in a way. Uh, and right. that becomes the case too, when they bring uh, Norman Osborne into it. And, and someone says along the line that like, why is a Norman Osborne here with us kind of thing. Right. And I was waiting for that to be a setup for more of a betrayal. There's some betrayal, you know, but more of a, of a table turn that made them realize that like, Oh, we made a mistake, you know, by yeah. bringing these two along or committing to these two. And, and that to me, I felt like it just never came. And I was a little surprised when, when nothing developed from those. <laughs> like, i i
0: agree because you know having these two villains now trying to be the heroes i mean let's face it that that is a a tale as old as time but when done well is really good and and i think as you know i don't know about you but superior spider-man was one of my favorite comics when it was coming out i Mm. really Mm. dug the way slot and christos gage uh really got got into his head and tried to you know like he was still like an arrogant jackass, of course, but, you know, and he mm-hmm. isn't this, but he's really, really trying to do right. He's really trying to do right by uh, by being a hero, by being better than he was. And, uh, you know, with with the Osborne side of it, I just felt like, you know, th- this is already an interesting story. That first issue, the, the number zero issue, I felt like mm-hmm. we, we almost peaked with that, right? Because that yeah. was- Yeah, right, yeah fantastic really just great um you know with him meeting the 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 insomniac peter parker and and he's like wait a minute your auto octavius like you know are, are you like my auto and and they have a whole discussion about that and i was like this is really moving this is really interesting and where Otto's yeah. looking at this going you know i i don't want to i don't want to be like him you know and and knowing that, right. that that's how he was right
1: Right exactly. And I also like too, as the story developed and, and Otto became the focus because I do think he stays sort of at the forefront of this story for a long period of time,
0: how right. dedicated
1: he was to using science to counter right. the inheritors. you know like right. as the other guys were trying to come up with plans that was literally just like, well, let's wield a, a, a massive sword you know that we can use. <laughs> this is right. how we got him the last time. And Otto um, and another variant of a doctor of a doctor octopus, they were kind of on the same wavelength, you know, the way that they operated. And I was like, Oh, this is a really interesting way to approach this as well, too, because you have this Spider-Man, even though Peter, of course, uh, Peter Parker is a scientific genius as well, too. Uh You had a hero who was, who was way more focused on using his scientific prowess, you know, to enhance the ability. I, I kind of do love, especially early on, like you were talking about Otto saying that he's 10 steps ahead of every villain. and, had thought out different ways to, you know, contradict whatever powers they were going to have. Right. And again, that was another element where I was like, all right, well that's going to come into play, you know, at some point. And I felt like it, it never really did. So <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any sense if whether, uh, if the history of this book, if it was supposed to be longer than it ended up being? That I'm not sure
0: about um, it, because it does feel it, it. in in some instances feels too long. It also feels too rushed. And, it, 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 th- this is the issue and I, I said this in the other Spider-Verse episode that we did that I, I get super annoyed when it's like there's editor's notes at the bottom of like almost every page like to see this adventure read this book or to see this adventure read this it's just like and I get what they're doing they're trying to you know I mean, it's you know commercialism right they're trying to sell stuff I, I get it I'm sure. um, but at, at the same time and, and not that I really felt lost through it but there were parts where I was like I was like, wait, 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 they're gone. Wait, they're back. Wait, they're coming back. They're, you know, so it gets a little confusing. Yeah. And then it's like, and then by the time it's over, I just got, it, it was a, a slightly anticlimactic ending, which was kind of a bummer because the, the Ben Riley of it was so fascinating and mm-hmm. how he and Otto kind of tricked everybody, including the, the spiders into, you know, the, stopping the inheritors was really interesting it just it just sort of like happened and then it was done with as opposed to the the original event where there it felt like there was some there was still some fallout that they needed to address uh, right. like this was almost needed an, like an epilogue or something you know what i mean
1: a hundred percent that's what i was gonna say i i think it could have benefited from at least just one more uh, issue that was dedicated to the story that yep. would have at least maybe allowed that that sort of third act, quote unquote, you know, to continue on just a little bit longer and have a few more ramifications that yep. led to it. Because you're right, I did like the Ben Reilly aspect of it too. I was laughing because you said we were only going to focus on on the main story. And you're right, there are so many arteries that sort of branch off of these, mm-hmm. these books. And, and I primarily read um, my comics on the Marvel Unlimited app, mm-hmm. which doesn't, I don't know if you've used that at all, it doesn't really allow you to jump around from book to book very easily. If you right. pick like a, a, a storyline, it'll it'll bring you through the main thread, but then there's like a checklist that shows you all the other ones you have to go to, but it's really hard to access them, kind of thing. So I was really just <laughs> reading the main event, and you get to yeah. one of the books where Jessica Drew comes through a portal, uh, and she's holding a very important, you know, stone, and it was like a note down the bottom, like to find out where she was. Go read this. Then I was like, you can't do that. You can't just turn <laughs> into the into this. Yeah. And here she is showing up with this vital piece of information. So.
0: You know, it, I, I know what you're talking about. I do have the Marvel Unlimited app and it, it is very frustrating. And it's also the, but also the, the DC Universe app is <laughs> not too terribly dissimilar. Yeah, both
1: are flawed. Both are deeply yeah. flawed.
0: And especially when they say like, you know, read this event or read this story in this order. Well, you can do that. But if you have to like stop to go, I don't know, like oh, I just read it on. I read it on the subway, and yeah, I'm gonna read it after work. Then it like loses your place, and then it's exactly. like exactly, yeah, it's it's super irritating. You know, not that I take the subway, but you know, but, you <laughs> know like as as an example, like um, it, it just it, so that's very very frustrating. But uh, I mean, it's convenient having them all there, of course. Um, but at Absolutely. the same time, I'm I'm like typing in like spider SpiderGeddon. And it's like, oh, did you mean this? Did you mean this? Did you mean this? Did you mean this? And I'm like, no, I meant Spider geddon
1: <laughs> yeah, like the one, the this event. one,
0: yeah. <laughs> just let me let me read these five or six issues and move on. Well, and
1: especially now how Marvel like re, like borrows names that are very popular, you know, for new versions of different stories, kind of thing. Right. Um, that's make it that makes it harder and harder to sort of follow through on certain things. But I wanted I, to. Pull out a positive. Can, can I throw out a positive that goes with 100%. spider again? Because I do feel we've been sort of beating it up since the, since we got on here. Um, I love there's, a, there's an aspect when um, they single out Miles and talked of how he's becoming a leader of a team. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good step for him as a character because so much of his stories early on were his learning curve you know, and how much of it is he, is he worthy of the mantle kind of thing, not just right. in the pages of the books, but in the minds of fans. And to see him sort of step up and to see the other spider people from the different spider universes gravitate toward him, I thought was an important step for him in this story that they continue to then build on from that point on. Uh,
0: yeah, I I, I I agree with that. And I think a big part of that is is they took Peter Parker... Are like the main Peter Parker, off the board immediately. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's fighting Moreland in, in Central Park, which I, I actually did read those issues that I enjoyed. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, and I like that in in also the uh, Insomniac Peter, everything like my Miles, you know, where because this Miles, the 616 Miles has been doing a little bit longer. He's like, I think we're in good hands here. Um, yeah. And, and I think that what's nice is that the characters are saying it but then also the story is backing it up too right it's not just because that's an unfortunate thing that books can do sometimes or stories i should say say oh this character is great this character means a lot and you know uh like take for example you know batman v superman right you know where mm-hmm. superman kind of gets dogged on the whole movie and then by the end of it they're like he was a symbol of hope for everybody i'm like you're all so full of crap. I can't even think straight. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you treated sure. him like garbage the whole movie, and then he's dead, and you're like, you're like, oh gosh, we miss him so much. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shut up, you <laughs> jerks. Yeah, What? Um, yeah, yeah. But, but the story, you know, uh, when they figure out that Osborne had betrayed them, and 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 I like that. Otto is like, I get why he did it, you know, and but we have to figure out how to how to help ourselves now. And Miles is like, you know, I have some ideas too. I know what to do because Miles is just as smart as Peter can be, right? And
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's something that, you know, we, we see a little bit of in the, uh, like, you know, it was one of my favorite bits in Across the Spider-Verse, right? When Miles tricked Miguel into leading all the spider people away from the headquarters, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that when I just remember when that happened, uh, <laughs> the first time I saw it and he was like, I did lead all your spider people away. I went, oh, yes, Miles. (laughs) Kick
1: his ass. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then
0: then in this one, you know, the the Enigma Force shows up and is like kind of the uh, Star Trek, the motion picture just like (laughs) blob in the sky like, who dares disturb me? (laughs) Yeah, And
1: Miles
0: Miles just calls it out and it's like, you know what? You don't want to be here? Get out of here. We'll figure something else out. But who says we're worthy? You know, I say we're worthy. We need you, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. and then the, the next, you know, and then when we see him as Captain Universe Spider-Man, I was just like, oh, yes, like a boy. <laughs> you know,
1: That was yeah, that was the highlight of the series to me, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. building towards that Captain Universe Spider-Man. And yeah. I, n- I remember at one point they land in one of the Earths that has that that statue to the the Captain Universe uh, Peter yeah. Parker. As like an honor to him, I thought that was really exciting because then I was like, that was one of the payoffs that did come through. I was like, oh good, I can't wait to see, you know, where yeah. they end up going with this. And that was a really good one. Um, the one that I was most disappointed that I thought just got short shrifted was Hobie. I thought he was going to have a lot more to do and and didn't get anything to do. And even though in and I hate to keep comparing it to the movie, but like across the Spider Verse, he's he has you know the least amount of screen time, but they still figured out a reason. For him to be there you know he essentially teaches yeah. miles that one bit with the palm and that's what gets mm-hmm. him out of the the holding at the end of the thing and and his anti-authoritarianism you know was fantastic all the way throughout um i would have liked a yeah. little bit more from him i want to hear your thoughts on the inheritors do you like the inheritors as a villainous team i i do um uh, but i also think of them kind of like
0: it's sort of like bane with batman you know it's like mm. the less is more um and you know, I mean, this is you know four years removed from the first Spider Verse uh, comic book, but at the same time, it it still just felt like it, it's just the same thing. Like they're just coming to kill. And I I would have rather had some some other type of motivation. You know what I mean? Like uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I you know, and and I I did I did like how it kind of ended with you know, well the, the father was really the monster the whole time that. The kids were sort of just, you know, they were bred to be monsters. They weren't, they weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be that way. Um, I, I liked that. However, I felt like there could have been a more setup for
1: that. Right. Uh, yeah. Really I, also feel like that's a, I feel like that's a cliche that's been played so many times before, you know, like <laughs> sure. you, you have these villains and then when you meet their parents, you know, they're worse. And then right. we're supposed to sympathize with these awful villains that we've hated the whole time because it's like oh i'm gonna feel bad for them now all of a sudden so i don't know like you said if you're gonna bring this back and you're gonna give it a title like spider geddon you know i almost need a better way for them to have gotten out than you know Otto made a mistake at the beginning essentially um yeah you know and then i wanted like i again i kind of repeating myself but i was like their whole uh, point was to take over the planet and feed on a new world and i was like all right well yeah, I need a few more details. What are you guys actually trying to accomplish here?
0: Right. You know, it's just like, like survival of the fittest, I guess, but I, which I think worked in the original event. And it, it just, as a, it, like, like I said, it's just sort of a rehash, but, um, but I did like that. We got, you know, we got these characters that have been kind of, you know, we, we get an auto Octavius that's trying to be better. is trying to be superior Spider-Man. Um, you know, you get Ben Riley, who's, who had a villainous arc throughout like the clone conspiracy, which I actually really enjoyed that comic. Um, I I sort of found out later that a lot of people didn't. And because I think Ben Riley has more fans than, than I originally thought. And so when I was like, Oh, I love this book. I had suddenly people coming at me going, you liked it. Oh man, they, they did my (laughs) boy dirty and stuff. And I was like, Oh gosh, uh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, what what's your what's your take with Ben Riley? You know, are you a uh, uh, were, were you a clone? You know, where, where where did you come from with him?
1: I loved the concept, um, and and I loved the back and forth for a while. My take on the clone conspiracy is that they dragged it on longer than they should. Which made me, made me wonder if they were ever fully convinced of what the revelation was going to be, of who was the actual Peter. Um, mm-hmm. because I never really liked the jackal as a villain through like whenever they tried the clone of Gwen Stacy and you know and various other clones throughout the course of Spider-Man's history. So I thought from a clone standpoint, this was one of the stronger takes on it because honestly reading it through, I was, I was legitimately convinced of like, Oh my God, have we been reading, you know, these stories about the, the fake Peter Parker this entire time, you know? Right, right. Um, but then the longer it kept going, the longer it made me think like, I'm not quite sure they know what the answer is here uh, and how <laughs> it's going to be resolved. So, um, but I liked it in general. I thought it was a really good story. And I think having Ben Riley around um, is one of the more interesting uh, recent Spider-Man variants. You know, like, Insomniac Spider-Man feels like he's cool because we played him from the game and know him from that, but, like, I don't really know a ton about his backstory that would make him more interesting beyond, like, right. his cool visual costume. At least Ben Riley has a really fascinating, you know, torn, sort of tortured uh, backstory that gives him that that character arc, which is why, you know, when he shows up in, across the Spider-Verse and he's so, you know, Leaning yeah. against the wall, and he's he's to- he's just you know classic Ben Riley, just sort of you know struggling yeah. with all of his emotions kind of thing.
0: Well, it was funny because my my best friend, who doesn't really know Ben Riley very well, I know him just slightly better. uh Kind of turned to me, and he's like, "Is that what he's like in the comics?" I'm like, "I'm like, I think they're just letting Andy Samberg be Andy Samberg a little bit." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of I like in it. in the first one, Nick Cage was kind of going nick cage with <laughs> spider-man noir you know yeah exactly exactly and and there's nothing wrong with it it just but it, uh, but i did have to laugh a little bit when i was reading the book and and without even realizing it that suddenly there's um andy Sandberg's voice in my head <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i was like you know what's funny is that like he you know he i think he proved himself in, in brooklyn 99 as a fantastic actor so if they were to do a more serious version of the character uh, he'd be great at that too, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to say no to it. That's for sure. Uh, I trust what Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to do no matter what. Yeah. They, I mean,
0: I mean, I could, I could probably do I I feel like I could teach a class on the brilliance of that film. Um, so, but, uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of like the, the film and the book here, um, who, who's your, one of your favorite, uh, spider characters that outside of like Peter Parker, let's, let's even say miles outside of those two, or were you really like excited to see it, uh, in the movie or, and, or the book?
1: I didn't realize how attached I've become to Gwen's story. Um, I, you know, when, when they introduced the concept of spider Gwen, I didn't read a lot of her books. Um, and I was like, uh, this is just a, a, an effort to take a very popular character um, and drop her into the Spider-Man mythology. Uh-huh. But with Across the Spider-Verse and this really brilliant concept of canon events, you know, yeah. that no matter who you are as Spider-Man, you're going to have to live through some version of this thing ha- happening to you. Uh-huh. Um, I was so moved by... You know, her Peter turning himself into the lizard and yeah. her having to sacrifice. And and those scenes with her father uh, were really remarkable. You know, her revealing her identity to him and and him still trying to be the cop, you know, to bring her in. Uh, because initially, and I guess I didn't read a lot, I didn't read her books necessarily, I thought it was just a visual gag, you know. And I think around that time there was like Gwen Poole you know, and a, a Gwen Venom. And I was yeah. like, what do we do? Why are we doing this with Gwen Stacy? You know? So it was almost yeah. like it was overkill to yeah. a certain extent, but thanks to the movie and thanks to this run through Sp- uh, Spider-Geddon, I'm going to read a, a ton more of her books because I thought that she turned into uh, a far more fascinating multi-layered character um, who it, it really came into her own at the end of, Across the Spider Verse and became the the leader of this new team that's going to go rescue Miles. And right. if you were to ask me which of the characters should make the leap to live action, you know, and I don't even necessarily say that Haley Steinfeld has to play her, but I think it would be very easy and really fascinating to make a, a live action Gwen Stacy movie uh, where she's not the damsel in distress, you know, who everyone's waiting to just fall from a clock tower, right. uh, you know, that she's a legit hero um with her own side universe of fascinating characters um yeah. because i thought she was terrific i think her i think that character in the fight with the renaissance of vulture in the beginning is terrific oh, yeah. i think her heroic way to sort of dive through and stop that helicopter from falling was fantastic um yeah. if if the first movie is miles's movie this second one is gwen's movie in my opinion and and i thought it was terrific so
0: I 100 uh, percent agree, and I also kind of joked uh, that so you know you know why girls are better than boys is because in the first Spider Verse movie, Into the Spider Verse, you know Gwen is not really phased by the fact that she's having to team up with Peter Parker, whereas yeah. when Peter sees Mary Jane, he like breaks down immediately. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah, if
0: you need yeah. any proof that girls are better than boys, then yeah, there you go. Absolutely, uh, yeah. But uh, although I will say I. I wish we'd gotten more of her universe, only because I have a gigantic man crush on Jack Quaid, and I would love to see more of him. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. even though it's just his voice for just just a few lines in the movie. Um, I well, I and those watercolors,
1: those watercolors to do her universe, I thought were were the most beautiful art. You know, in in yeah. that portion of the film, it
0: was, it was a hundred. It was so gorgeous, and and also the the visual cue of. You know, her leaving band practice and she's out in the out in the streets and then it she looks like she's in costume, but then you see her reflection and she's not in costume. You know what I mean? Like that, that opening bit. A lot of really great stuff there. Um, I've seen the movie four times. And and my biggest thing with the movie um, is that I, I don't think he's the villain, but I do think Miguel O'Hara is full of shit. <laughs> like oh interesting, interesting. The, the the way he went off on Miles I was like I was you know I said this in the in our review episode I was like that's not Miles's fault he got bit that's not Miles's right. fault that he's a hero now like so right. you're so you're you're just a you're just an asshole <laughs> um, yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. And so pardon my language there folks I try to keep it pretty PG here but uh, but I also I say all that. But loving what they did with that character in there because it was a great conflict for the story, yeah.
1: Well, and you're right. As someone who you know keeps such a, and we get a, we get a sense of this in the Spider uh comic series as well too. This idea of a, a central place where all the webs are are spinning from, and you can you know sort of trace all the different variations that are supposed to happen. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Miguel didn't pick up on this errant you know Spider Forty Two you know losing its way knowing the ramifications that it was going to have you're a you're losing a peter in one world you right. know you're dooming earth um no not 42, 42. yes yeah, you're dooming it yeah you're dooming it into a, a world without spider-man essentially right um it almost feels like miguel should have instead of worrying so much about miles done something a little bit more to f- fix that issue but right. maybe that's what maybe that's what beyond the spider-verse will be
0: i i certainly hope so um and it's, it, and I think that the, this book uh, was definitely capitalizing on Miles's popularity because, you know, the the movie was coming out when this book was coming out, um, so putting him at the forefront, you know, him and and Otto, I think, and I, and I like that, you know, as much as I missed our Peter Parker through it, I mm-hmm. thought that well, having Miles be the central character here, we we're getting a showcase for him that he hasn't really gotten to have yet, at least in terms of the the Spider-Verse events, you know, he had, he had kind of big parts to play in some of the ultimate stuff that they did, like cataclysm and they did, did, you know, secret wars. Uh, So he had big parts to play in that, but it's like, well, amongst like the spider people, you know, he's even called like, or at least in in the one, uh, the one of the tie-ins he's, (coughs) (coughs) he's called the lesser spider. And it's like, and he proves himself, like you know, you, you know, no, I'm not, and and I love that about him, because you know, like especially after the movie, I reread all of the Ultimate comics with with Miles mm-hmm. uh, up until Secret Wars, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this character is so great, and I'm I'm glad we're getting a showcase for him, and I'm also glad that he's he's stuck around too, that he came into the the six one six universe, and he's a part of that now, and it just, it's that legacy aspect that DC, I think, you know, well, New 52, notwithstanding, DC has always been really great about, like, having really great legacy mm-hmm. characters. Uh, whereas Marvel is always kind of, it's like they'll, you know, they'll do like a Sam Wilson, Captain America, and then, but Steve Rogers will come back, you know, or they'll do Ironheart, but then, you know, Tony Stark will come back. They're about letting some of these characters, it's like, well, it's okay to have Ironheart and Miles Morales, right? You know, yeah, 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 right. It's, it's there, there's enough room for everybody here, and and you know, and, and 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 goes without saying that the whole representation matters. But it's also like, I, you know, I I'm just as interested in what Miles is doing as I am what Peter
1: Parker's doing. Well, but it definitely does feel, and I wonder if Miles will become part of this. That you know, there is this young Avengers generation that's being mixed in. Through the television shows and the movies with uh kate bishop and cassie lang and um kamala khan and -hmm. you know i think we're going to get to see um a few of those other like at the end of the she-hulk series if you made it to the end of the she-hulk series which was difficult to do um, (laughs) the hulkling you know hulk's son ends up popping up as a character so they're clearly laying the groundwork for that and it would be pretty amazing if we had a live action miles you know that was able to contribute to that team so we shall see but that's probably a good four or five years down the road
0: true true and i uh, but i think that you know the, the comics giving miles more to do than just be you know not stuck in his own universe he's 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 in the regular marvel universe and and showcasing him is really really great um and, you know, because I, I think he is a great character, but I also think, you know, what a great story, you know, like, and, and like across the Spider-Verse touches on it, you know, like a little bit having the, you know, when he's fighting a spot, the little black kid that has the Spider-Man mask, you know, they kind of make a joke out of it where he's like, I don't want to wear this anymore. But, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. but that's, you know, I, you see that stuff at Halloween too, like, you know, you, you know, black kids being able to be Miles Morales, you know, and they have, they have their Spider-Man now, which is really great, you know, and, and Stan Lee kind of made a point about that when Spider-Man was created anyway, he's like, and you know, Into the Spider-Verse was big about that, right? You know, anyone can wear the mask. You can wear the mask because it's a full face mask. You know, anybody could be under there. And I like that these movies and and these books, you know, I mean, the quality of some of the books, notwithstanding, uh, you get to showcase just how wild we can get, um, and my kind of preference is when they have characters that are a part of the Spider-Man corner, right? You know, so you have like mm-hmm. a Gwen Stacy or a Norman Osborn or an Otto Octavius, um, but it's also great when you get new characters like Miles or web slinger, you know, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm. And how many people like Terran Killam can say, Oh, I created this character and I got to voice him in a movie. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That mm-hmm. is very cool.
0: And, and then, you know, you get the, uh, the transformer, you know, uh, Voltron or you know Megazord <laughs> uh, Leo Leopardon, <laughs> you know, from the Japanese Spider-Man. And, and I love that they, they kept that line in the book too, where he, he says, He's like, you know, you, you want to fight me? I'm an emissary from hell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which, which I think he said in the old show. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And um, and then Miles swings the sword vigor, <laughs> you know, it's just, um, I was like, oh my gosh. Like when you get to do wild, crazy stuff, it's, it, it's so much fun. It just, this one, unfortunately, this book, you know, didn't get to... Um, I don't want to put it like it. It didn't get to showcase as many character as many characters as it as it could have or should have. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it feels like like it was put out to capitalize on the popularity of the Spider Verse concept mm-hmm. yep. at that time without fully thinking through uh, how can we best utilize them. Why do we need to bring some of them in? versus i think at one point they basically just say like hey we're bringing as many of them in so they can just be cannon fodder (laughs) you know right right and and that's what they felt like you know they really felt like we're just bringing them in to pad the numbers uh because we were just going after this this villain team that's so lethal that they're just going to mow through spider people and so that's not to me a strong reason to bring uh representatives of all the different universes together
0: right right and it's something that you know the the recent end of the Spider Verse story that Dan Slott just did. I thought he he capitalized on that, like you know, making sure that these char- some of these characters were getting the spotlights and showing off what they can do, and you know how they're different from Peter, even if they are some version of Peter. Um, is you know th- that's that's much more interesting. And and like I said, if I think this story would have benefited better by just. You just focusing like it, let's say it's just Otto and Norman and Miles and Insomniac and maybe one or two others, you know, because mm-hmm. like, like you said, you mentioned Silk earlier, she's there. And I'm like, I don't think she speaks, you know, it's like, well, well no, no I don't think there. she has a word. Yeah. She, she has, well, she has a little bit of dialogue, but it's also like, well, I, I feel like you're just saying some of the same stuff you were saying in the, the first book or the original events when I'm sitting mm-hmm. here going, well, you know, there's more to her than that, right? I mean, right. you know, I haven't read a lot of her stuff, but I know that she's popular enough that Marvel hasn't killed her off yet and kept her off the books. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, right. You know, supposedly Sony wants her, I, I think, to be some sort of, in in one of the many ridiculous projects that they're putting out.
1: <laughs> I think she's supposed to get a show. I think she's supposed to get a television show on Amazon.
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that was it, uh, which I think would be really great because, you know, I, again, there's 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 some representation there. She's an Asian character, female mm-hmm. superhero, you know, and, and you can just kind of give her some Spider-Man stuff to do. And, you know, maybe she's the spider in the Venom, or was it Earth-688, right? The Venom and Morbius and
1: presumably craven the hunter universe (laughs) yeah Um, the vulture is too now all of a sudden for some reason
0: yeah and i let's talk about that for a second have you seen the trailer for the craven film
1: oh yeah 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 Yeah. there's a rhino in it now too
0: yeah there's rhino in it and i just i the inheritors are coming up oh, we're good <laughs> okay gotcha i apologize my internet sucks but i'm blaming i'm blaming it on the inheritors they're here uh <laughs> <laughs> so before they gobble me up we'll talk real quick um but you know there, there's the shot in the trailer of all the spiders coming down and craven was oh, all yeah. freaked out and i was like and i saw that shot in the trailer and i just rolled my eyes going just put him in a damn Spider-Man movie,
1: like come <laughs> on, like
0: nothing against Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I don't. I it's not that I think he's a bad choice. I just I, I feel like he's he's playing Craven because he looks like a leading man, right? Yeah, as opposed yeah. to looking like a villain, which Craven should be the villain, right?
1: Right. And and even I was interested in the fact that unlike the Morbius marketing, they leaned into. You know, that this is a villain origin story kind of thing. Yes. You know, they, they call him a villain in the trailer. Yep. Um, but I'm with you in the fact that, like, what is this building toward? You know, like yep. you're showing us spiders in the trailer. Um, there are more than enough references in this into like Craven's last hunt, you know, yep. which is ridiculous if they pull that out now because that's supposed to take place after decades of Kraven, you know, <laughs> wrestling with trying to get Spider-Man. Uh uh um what is it building towards what are we building towards here with these movies i don't get it at all
0: i i i don't either uh and i think and i don't think sony knows despite the fact that they still did that weird michael keaton scene at the end of morbius you know it's just right right which more than anything was just confusing and because if you're going to show up and talk to morbius and say. I don't know how I got here, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. I wanted Morbius to go, who the hell is that?
1: You know? Who is Spider-Man? Exactly. Yeah. Instead, he's like, we should talk. Um, I, there's a chance that that the Madam Web movie reveals all of this, or clarifies all of this, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's what I'm holding out hope for. The, that and the fact that El Muerto is off the, off the table. Because nobody <laughs> needed that movie.
0: <laughs> they... Yeah, you know, it. I so I tweeted out, uh, so I, I'm a huge fan of, um, I think you should leave on Netflix, uh, with Tim oh, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So when they said, oh, this is they're not going forward with this movie, I put a gif of Tim Robinson going, ah, are you sure, you know, like <laughs> sarcastically and yeah, yeah, fake yeah. grunting and <laughs> just like, yeah, like, no, I, I because the, the joke I made in another episode was, uh, if you had told me that. Uh, bad Bunny is a Spider-Man character and he's going to play or and he'll be played by El Moreto, I believe. Yeah, you, yeah. As opposed to <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the opposite where El <laughs> Muerto right. is going to play Bad... Or, I, I don't even know him straight. You know? <laughs> like, either way, it's like, I'm pretty sure that character exists in two or three comic books that nobody knows except maybe <laughs> Bad Bunny.
1: <laughs> if, if even that. If even yeah. that.
0: And it just uh, like some of these projects just feel like vanity projects you know like we were talking off mic about like black adam kind of felt like a vanity project for dwayne johnson um and and even morbius feels slightly like a vanity project for uh jared leto right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. Well, again, if, if they were doing all of this to build towards something, then I would understand. If you're if you're telling me that the grand scheme is that, you know, in three years, they're going to drop Andrew Garfield in there and he'll be the Spider-Man of that universe. Yeah. Great. Then take the time to develop these villains and then and then drop a Spider-Man in there that has to contend with all of them. Fantastic. Yep. I would love to see that. But uh, right now, I don't know what you're doing. So, yeah. And,
0: and that's. And, and maybe they're trying to avoid what Warner Brothers has been doing <laughs> for so many years saying we're building towards something when you know we as the fans are like what are you yeah you know? right <laughs> like i eh. mean
1: but, <laughs> but what what happened BS. was is that venom made so much money you know the first one did yeah that it it validated sony's decision to make these villain centric you know, movies and right. it's going to take a few because morbius didn't do that well and then yeah. um they'll see how craven does although the reaction to the craven trailer was was pretty positive you know uh and people liking the fact that it's leaning into r-rated so we will see well,
0: well I'll, what i'll say about the trailer was that all i could think was like if this wasn't craven hunter if this was some just like father-son, like, my father betrayed me, and I'm coming for revenge on my father. story, I, I'd be more into it, you know?
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. But making it Craven and making him... Uh, I, I don't know. It, some of these characters, I just don't... I don't think... You know, I I, I, I really did not like either of the Venom movies. Like, mm-hmm. um, not not a fan of either one of them at all. Um, to the point where I'm 100% sober. All three of them actually, so... The two Venoms and then Morbius. No, nothing to drink. No, uh, no, no smoking, as you know, or whatever. The puff the magic dragon as the kids. Well, they don't say that anymore. But <laughs> um, back in the day, they did. But uh, God, I'm old. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just sitting there watching these movies, going, oh, "Okay, what's happening?" All right. So the Venom thing is arguing with Eddie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. just and I'm like I I'm watching it so that I can say I watched it <laughs> and have an honest reaction to it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. If, See, yeah. I didn't mind Carnage as much. I I didn't like the first one, but I liked I thought Carnage at least understood the joke kind of thing.
0: Sure. Like, well, like I, I get that, but I still didn't like that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, although I think Woody Harrelson was great casting. Um,
1: he was interesting. Yes. If you're going to go that route, I wish yeah. Cletus was younger. They should have got, they should have got someone younger, I think.
0: Sure. Uh, I always imagined, uh, like a, like a young Jim Carrey type, right. You know, just somebody who's just manic and wild and bouncing sure. off the walls even before he gets the, the symbiote. Right.
1: Right. Right. Um, right.
0: But, you know, and it was just, and then I, cause I remember watching let there be carnage and, and, you know, towards the end, when they have their fight, when they have their confrontation, I out loud alone in my house went, this is the first time they're meeting.
1: What? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They only,
0: they only meet at the end of the film.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And well, he interviews them a couple of times.
0: Well, well, uh, uh, well yes. So Cassidy and, and Brock, in, as far as Venom and Carnage go, they only have the one fight in the movie.
1: Yeah, true right so
0: that's that was also irritating to me um but uh, again yeah, we're getting way off topic <laughs> gotta uh, save it for the sequel yeah <laughs> but uh anyway going back to spider geddon you know what that we were talking about like forever ago um i one of the things i i really dug and I, I took a screenshot of it because i loved it so much was when ben is talking you know his internal monologue and he says how he was he was tortured, he was killed so many times, he was killed and brought back to life, and he was damaged. And he says, I, you know, I came back damaged, and damaged people tend to hurt other people. I'm mean, really stuck with me. Um, mm-hmm. especially as someone who um, you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of, you know, unfortunately, female friends that have gone through domestic abuse, that have, you know, seen a lot of been, been treated terribly by people in their lives—not just men, but like parents and such. Um, but uh, it, it, and that line, you know, I even showed it to you know uh, the I was with you know I was telling you off my uh, my 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 daughter and uh, her mother today, and I I showed her the screenshot. I was like, Dude, I'm going to talk about this comic today. Look at this line, and she was mm-hmm. like, Wow! I was like that, that hit home, and that was great.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's at the heart of the best Spider-Man stories, right? When they are able to tap into an emotion that, like you said, you feel on a daily basis. You know, it is it it isn't something that's cosmic or, um, you know, we talk about DC and we talk about how they primarily deal with the gods, Mm -hmm. and that the Spider-Man stories on almost every level are, are ground level stories you know then the people yep. who are wrestling with these problems um you know they they have powers but quite often the powers can't help them truly address the 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 issues that they have right. or the powers create new issues for them you know that they didn't <laughs> expect to have and especially in the case of Ben Riley so right. I'm not surprised that that line resonated with you and I'm sure that it resonated with a ton of people as they as they read this book because it, it does really hit home in, in many uh, it, it can be interpreted in many different ways, but it's still really powerful emotionally. It, you know that.
0: You know as that, that emotion. You know it, it's the reason that across the Spider Verse is is so damn good, right? Because that that emotional reality with with Miles and you know wanting to be a part of this thing, and then the thing doesn't want him. Right. You know, that's that's a universal feeling. And, and I also loved Otto, you know, his story in here, he has a bit of a, you know, kind of a redemptive arc where it seems like he's gonna, you you think he's gonna betray and he's gonna do the wrong thing. Turns out he was, you know, trying, he was trying to do right. And, and I love that he has this, he has a lot of his interactions with the Insomniac Spider-Man and, and he says, you know, Insomniac Spider-Man says, you know, I think you can, the hero that you think you are, I think you can be that hero. And that and that speaks to Otto. Um, and and I and that's and that's the kind of stuff that like, I mean that's great storytelling. That's that's the kind of stuff that this book was missing out on a lot. You know, it's like there's yeah, it's cool to see like all the different spiders and the inheritors and they're fighting and there's the enigma force and now Miles is Captain Universe. Oh, well, that's well and good. We love comic book wackiness, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. what the heck are we doing here? <laughs> but right, 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 yeah. Well, those character beats are far more interesting and and like i said that line resonated with me far more than you know the japanese spider-man and his megazord right <laughs>
1: yeah 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 right i can i can see that for
0: sure um so uh sean any uh any final thoughts uh on on spider get in the the spider-verse in general you know that i i'm certain we haven't seen it because the mo- the third movie's coming out hopefully next year We'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, where where, where are you hoping what are you hoping for with Spider-Verse, Spider-Geddon to, to see these characters?
1: You know, it's interesting because what this book has taught me is that this should be um when when these multivariants come together, it should truly be for an event. You know, it was almost like um when the first secret wars the initial Secret Wars happened.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: it was like, wow, we're getting all these characters together for a massive, massive story, right? Yep, yep. And I feel like the Spider-Verse should should mirror that. Um, and I know that Multiverse is all the rage right now, but the more you use it, the more it's going to burn people out. <laughs> yeah. We were talking you know, a little bit before we got on about The Flash and its reception, and I wonder if Multiverse is starting to burn people out. I think that's yeah. a big problem for the MCU moving forward because I think the MCU is betting big on multiverse, but multiverse tends to feel like there are no stakes because there's infinite versions of characters, you know, waiting to step in and replace them almost. So, you know, moving forward in anyone who's taking on a multiverse story, I, I want them to have a valid reason for having to do it. I want it to feel really important. Um and, you know, right now I'm I'm all in on Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. And I really hope that they land. I hope that they stick the landing, you know, with the third part because it has yeah. truly the opportunity to be something really special. Um, but the Spider-Verse elements of those movies so far has been about introducing Miles and and the fact that there are all these different multi-Spider-Man's, Spider-People Um isn't the only reason for that story it's it's a component of the story and i feel like yeah. you know they need to get back to making when you get all these characters together it has to be something for for something truly unique and special
0: that i i love the way you put that because the, the way you were describing it about there being no stakes just made me think of uh rick and Morty right when they they abandoned the the cronenberg universe right you know it's just yeah. like y- yeah. y- you know i mean there there's in in defense of that though, there's, there's emotional stakes for Morty going forward in the show. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, I think it's, it's really, really easy to just say like, well, yeah, but people like it when there's a bunch of awesome stuff, you know, isn't it cool? Like, look, there's Nick Cage, Superman, look, there's, you know, there's Mm -hmm. Adam West Batman, you know, it's like all this stuff. It's like, you know, is that fun to see? hundred percent. I, I, I turned to my best friend when the Nick Cage thing happened. I said, that was fucking cool. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, when they're just
1: colored globes spinning, you know, for no reason whatsoever. It's, it's right. just, it, you hate to call it fan service, but that's honestly what it is.
0: Right. Whereas even something as simple as like the spectacular Spider-Man, when he shows up in across the Spider-Verse, he has, he has a part to play. Even just the, you know, two or three lines that he had in it, you know? Yep. Um, Yep. And in this story, like I said, you know, the, the auto of it, I loved the the miles of it. I loved, um, but everything else was just, you know, it's like, I was like, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of the character stuff, you know, because if we're going to do Spider-Verse stuff, you know, the movies have proved that it doesn't always have to be the inheritors. Right. You know, let's, right. Sure. Let's, you know let's keep them off to the side for a little bit and bring somebody else in the the end of spider-verse brought in uh shothra and so a a new twist on things. so that was cool Mm -hmm. um so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah let's just you know let's do some other stuff here you know we let's do the spot for god's sake and make him a compelling villain who the hell saw that coming
1: (laughs) nobody and yet it works it Uh, works incredibly well
0: beautiful and and jason schwartzman just I was like, how like how awesome is this guy that he can go from goofy and silly to extremely menacing yeah. in the same scene?
1: I know, you know? I know. No, the, the vocal casting in the Spider-Verse movies has been remarkable up to this point. It's been it, it, truly it, it, fantastic.
0: And I personally believe that all of them could translate into live action uh, mm. seamlessly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, who wouldn't want to see Jake Johnson be Peter B. Parker? <laughs>
1: I know, and Shamik Moore wants to play Miles. He really does. He's making the I, case for it. I, you know, I'm I'm
0: all for it. If he's if if they go that way, I'm like, you know what, give it to him. He, the, yeah. This kid's earned it.
1: <laughs> How great was the Donald Glover prowler? Oh, just,
0: I mean, Donald Glover in general. Just you know, you, you talk about you, when there's like stuffs like who who elevates a, a project just by being in it, It's like Donald Glover. You know, yeah, yeah, so when yeah. he showed up, I was just like. And then, then he even gets a, a, a good line in too, you know, like it's, it's rude to stare, man. You know, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, funny. But hopefully we'll get to see that adventure him in the, you know, maybe a Spider-Man four or five in the MCU, you know, because otherwise yeah. again, what the hell are we doing here? Right. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Right. Right. We shall see.
0: Uh, uh, Sean, this has been such a blast. Thank you for uh, uh, giving me an hour of your time today to talk, uh, talks all things spider-verse you know i i wasn't exactly sure where this conversation was going to go but i i had a blast so thank you for that
1: i did too man it's it's multiverse time you know this is a time for spider-man fans to celebrate and mm-hmm. i thought you know thanks for picking spider Geddon because i think it was worth uh a worthy title to discuss you know even if it didn't live up to our expectations it's at least a great example of multi-spider people coming together you know uh, on the page to sort of unite against a common threat. And that's what we're enjoying at the at the movie theaters as well, too. So if people are coming out of across the Spider-Verse and looking for a similar story that they want to dive into, they could do worse than Spider-Gettin, that's for sure. Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you yeah, know, well, well said, sir. Well, sir. well said. Um, so, Sean, if people are, uh, you know, sliding along the great web looking for you, or interwebs, I should say, uh, where can they find you?
1: Uh, Cinema Blend. Um, The website that I run on a daily basis is Cinema Blend. We have a weekly podcast called Real Blend. That's uh, R-E-E-L-B-L-E-N-D that I do with two of my best friends where we talk about big movie news and we interview a lot of directors and um, take you behind the scenes on the press tour uh, opportunities that we get to do. And then we met uh, through my book uh, with Gray Power, which is a Spider-Man book about uh, the character's complete Hollywood history. And you can pick it up uh, anywhere books are sold. Amazon, if you just want to jump on Amazon and have it shipped to you. It's uh, the complete Hollywood history of a character that I believe everybody listening to this loves very much.
0: 100%. And if you haven't checked out that episode where Sean and I, you know, where I interviewed Sean about it, definitely look into that. Uh, I loved the book. Um, And... It's uh, it's it's a pleasure to get to talk to you, sir. This was this was a blast. And um, I'm glad we got to I'm glad we got to work this out. You know, we had a couple of scheduling issues, but luckily, you know, we uh, we made it work. So that's great.
1: We're busy people. Come on. We're busy. Yeah, you know,
0: you're you're off. You're off interviewing all these uh, all these awesome directors and I'm chasing after my toddler.
1: Exactly. But we'll do it again soon.
0: Absolutely. Yes, sir. And, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us. You can find me at Spider-Man Books on Twitter. Email me, Spider-Man Book Club at gmail.com. And, you know, we just have one more word for you, and that word is Excelsior.